Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball and what a week it was. Walk-off celebrations, managers getting hit in those celebrations. The Braves are coming, the Astros are good. Let's talk some baseball. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's presented to you by Seat Geek. My name is Jimmy, and we got Trev in California, Jake, and producer BBD in Manhattan. And we got a lot of baseball to discuss Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. A five game set in the AL and a one game set in the AL. How about that? Pretty. How about that? Jake, how are you? James, Trevor, Big Baby David, everyone joining us on what's already become a, a holiday weekend for most people. Uh, happy 4th coming up. Uh, I'm, our society has really, I think after the pandemic, people are truly taking advantage of, of holidays. The, the city's like already cleared out. Uh, and good, good. Life short. Enjoy it. So, Always excited to dive into the baseball with you guys. Some of the standings are getting tight. Hello, Mets. Uh, so excited to yuck it up with you boys, as always. Trev, you got your hot Lana hat on from your guy. What's his name? Carl Lamar. Shout out, Carl Lamar. Uh, some people in the chat saying you're already hung over. It's oh. 1 o'clock Eastern. I don't know. That could be true. Could not be true, but I'm excited to talk ball with you guys today. I do want to start the show um, by talking about my good friend, Tyler Skaggs. It's been three years since he passed. Um, always a very difficult day for me, July 1st, but um, I like to think about happy times with him. And I think often about how much fun he'd be having uh, with the Angels right now. And maybe they'd be a good team because they got a left-handed starting pitcher and him and Otani would be just best friends and I'd be best friends with Otani. So I'm in the in an alternate universe, the next simulation that'll happen. But um, shout out my guy, four or five. Uh, I'll be seeing his family later today. But um, I don't get sad anymore because I know he wouldn't want me to be sad. That's like the truth. So I just choose to remember the good things. And uh, yeah, man, love you, Ty. What's up, James? It's nice. I don't know what to say. I was going to say sorry, but I don't think we're being sad. So just touching, touching to hear. Um, I'm good. I did want to make an announcement about uh, next week before we even really get into it for the people listening. Next week, there will be only be two episodes and the weekend series recap will be on Tuesday and then Friday at the end. Same as uh, normal on Friday, but then no midweek because it's a holiday weekend. And for the first time in uh, five years, Jake and I are giving ourselves somewhat of an actual holiday weekend during the baseball season. So that's nice. We're still, we're still doing talking Yanks at some point. So, uh, so no Monday episode. What are we going to do? No Monday episode. That's when I get my rocks off, people. Mm. I know. And it'll be tough because there'll be Monday games, Tuesday. I think that's why we like the Monday episode. It's clean. There's no like, oh, we can't talk about that yet. So we'll get through it. It'll be fine. We find a way to do these Friday ones somehow. So I think we'll be able to do that Tuesday one. And yeah. it'll be like Monday on a Tuesday or that much closer to your next Monday app, Trev. God, BBD, you're the best. Way to cheer me up. 
Oh, wow. We want to get right into it, right into the National League. Ready. Find oh, out wow. what happens. Who's got it? Jake's got the NL today. Come on, Trev. Papito Gordito leading things off. You guys both look really nice. I'm going to say that, James. The shirt fits you well, bro. Rowback. You look like you're going to go play some athletic sports. I am. I'm going to the warehouse after this to practice out some new pitches. Break a sweat. (laughs) Training. Uh, And I just threw on my Shady Rays uh, to complete my outfit today. Uh, People on the subway tried to have sex with me this morning. (laughs) Because I was wearing my Shady Ray sunglasses. Um, People or rats? Rats. But uh, if you go to ShadyRays.com and use code TALKING, people, it's 4th of July. You're going to wear sunglasses this weekend. We did. We ran the numbers. 97% of our audience will wear sunglasses this weekend. And you might as well wear Shady Rays. You look fantastic. And they're giving you 50% off. Two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Sometimes I wish shades started with a P so it could be premium polarized paids, but it's shades because they're sunglasses. Shady Raids, they also give you their lost and broken replacement guarantee. What's that, Jake? You lose or break your glasses, they're going to send them back to you. These are lifelong glasses from Shady Rays. And again, 50% off two plus premium pairs. Polarized shades. Shadyrays.com code talking. They're the shades of the summer. Dude, like, did you come up with that rule? Like, it sounds like something you would make up. Like, Jake, do you want to add anything to Shady Rays? Like, yeah, let's replace lost and stolen sunglasses. And they're like, no, that's bad business for us. Why would we do that, Jake? And you're like, no, we need that. And Shady Rays went with it. So yeah. everyone can benefit from that. So thank you, Jake. Way to go, man. That's nice of you. Anytime. Appreciate you, Jake. Right out of my pocket. Big pockets. Boys, we are heading to the Illadelph, and we were starting in the NL Beast. The Atlanta Braves are coming, people. Charlie Morton, the salt man, his third straight good start. As the Braves take game one, Kyle Wright drops it in the second one. Braves going for the sweep, not so fast. My friend, as Derek Hall hits two homers, his first two career hits, you might hear more about him later. Teaser! That was a NOLA day. Ion Anderson got hit, but man, my guy Matt Olson went off in the first game with two homers. The Braves are coming a huge June, 21-5 for Hot Atlanta. The Rockies, they hosted Trevor Plouffe's Dodgers, and they beat him? Oh, boy. Rockies take two out of three. They won the first two games. Chad Cool as the other side of the pillow. You might hear about him later as he drops a complete game shutty against the Dodgers in Coors. That doesn't happen a lot, people. It's not a pretty picture. Shout out. Uh, Kyle Freeland, they hit Kershaw in game two. And then the Dodgers salvaged the series in the last game. A lot of noise about Freddie Freeman and his former agent. We'll dive into that a little bit. A little he said, she said, by the seashore. Mookie could return next week. Padres, D-backs, they split two. Padres, I'm going to start with the second game because it's a little easier. Clev dropped it on the table. Six-inning shutout, one hit. 
And then Nick Martinez, a little three-inning save. That's his second this week. Is that the future of baseball? I talked with Tom House about it on Twitter. Go check it out. The D-backs won the first game, though. Pure chaos. They come back down from 6 nothing to walk it off in the ninth. Messy, messy game. But we play for rings in the desert, so you're not just going to sneak by. Little two-gamer split. We don't care. Cardinals, Marlins, Cardinals take... Two out of three. The only game they lost was the final game of the series as our guy Sandy Alcantara. Alcantara, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Huge go-ahead home run in the ninth from Avisail Garcia off of Hell's Bells. He gets hit for the first time in a while. Sandy goes complete game. Uh, Dot Cardinals won the first two games before that. Goldschmidt's always going nuts. Yepes, cards take the series two out of three, but it's always Sandy time. Then a couple stinkers, boys. Cubs take two out of three from the Reds. Everyone was hitting because that's a series where nobody was pitching except Luis Castillo. This was actually the trade series, Jim. You'll like this. Luis Castillo dropped it in the first game. Six innings shutout, 11 Ks. Second game, how about Wilson Contreras? Three hits and a two-run homer. He could be on the trade block. And in the final game, Kyle Hendricks, six innings, two earned run. Where would those boys be playing come October? What accent was that? And in the final series, no one really cares about. Nats hosted the Pirates. They took two out of three. I will say this, it ended on a high note. My guy Brian Reynolds, a three-ding-dong day to help carry them to victory. Pat Corbin also dropped dick in one of these games. Eight innings, 12 Ks. Let's go, Corbin. Good to be king of the mountain again. Nats took two out of three, and that's what happened in the National League. What did Patrick Corbin do? He dropped what? Oh, he dropped his big old hammer on the mound, man. I'm happy for him. Did he pick it up? Almost my standout, but I pulled out, I'll be honest. Wow. It's a little much. It's a little much right there. Jim, you got those standings? Yeah. Dodgers stay in first place. Padres gain half a game on the weirdness there. Milwaukee. They stay one game ahead of the Cardinals. So the Cardinals needed that sweep to tie it, it seems. And in the East, it's the closest the gap has been since May 1st. Three and a half games the Braves are behind. Although on a different page on Baseball Reference, it says the Mets are up three games. So I wonder if when they use the word up or down, they they go on a different like win or loss column. Cause that weirded me out. I had both pages open. It's three and a half on the standings. I usually always look at same for me. And yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look now too. Well, if you go to like the Mets schedule, cause I wanted to see the last time it was three and they have like, you know, the, the game log of games up and back. And it says today that they're three up but I thought it was three and a half, but I don't know. So, but three and a half, but that's the closest the Braves have been since, since um, May 1st. And they were, the Mets had like a 12 at one point. 10 and a half was the highest it ever was. Monster month by the Braves, 21 and five, I believe is the number oh. I saw uh, in the month. And yeah, man, 
they they are going. Uh, Matt Olson, who got caught up in, in some of Freddie Freeman's drama this week, uh, he has a big two-homer day. A little more of a teaser. You might hear more about him later. Uh, something that stood out for me, the salt man, Charlie Morton, uh, his last three starts. Uh, this one was 5.22 earned. A good start, uh, but it's the worst of his last three, so he's kind of figured it out after he had a slow start going on. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the Braves, full-blown turn it on. I mean, they're they're sneaking up on the Mets, and I, I don't think they're slowing down, which uh, I, I've been juiced up for the NL Central race. I, I think we can start talking about the NL East race. 21 and six for the Braves in the month of June. Nailed it. Um, I think, you know, if you're a Mets fan, you're obviously feeling it. You know, you're saying, well, this happened before last year. Like, is it going to happen again? Um, take solace in the fact that Scherzer completed this second rehab start. DeGrom's throwing the live hitters. Like, those guys are going to be coming back to you. Um, so, you know, if this race is going to, you know, come down to the wire, at least you're going to have those two guys with you. You haven't had them basically all year. So, you know, if you want to find some silver linings and you're a Mets fan, I think you can go ahead and do that. But the Braves have put themselves right back into this uh, discussion, obviously with that huge month. And if it wasn't for just a crazy offensive outbreak by the Phillies uh, in the last game, um, it'd be even closer. So you're all right, Mets fans. What's going on with Ian Anderson, Ian Anderson, our guy, the last Ion. uh, we were excited because it looked like he might have turned a corner, but he a uh, tough year, man. Fifteen starts of five three one now. Uh, might have to hit up our guy Uncle Pete Moylan on that. He's kind of he's not an uncle. Uh, I do have an uncle Pete, so when I when I say that name, I kind of want to say that traditionally. But yeah, man, it's an awful June for him. Spencer Strider had a good start his last time, not not here, but I don't know the Phillies out of it. I mean, with Harper news and everything else, are they going to try and make some? I was saying because I want I want Gallo off the Yankees. I was texting Jake just the Brave. They should try and see like, oh, the Braves went and they got three struggling outfielders last year, and hoping that they could tap into some you know rejuvenation. So I am now hoping the Phillies trade for Gallo in 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 search of like a Braves type outfield to replace Harper, even though he wasn't playing the outfield, but. I haven't watched a lot of the Phillies since. Is there hope, Trev? I know you've been talking to Rosie about this. I know he's been asking you. I think with Dave Dombrowski at the helm, like there is hope that they'll continue to push forward and not just, um, you know, let this season go. I don't think you can do that with the core that they have. Like this is the window. And, you know, if you're hoping to get Bryce back at some point this year, you got to like tread water, right? You got to at least, you got to make the playoffs. You got whether it's a, the last wild card, whatever it is, you kind of got to keep going. And and they do have the pieces in place to do it. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if they went out and got somebody. I don't know if it's going to be a Gallo, um, but you know that's you bring in a guy like Dombrowski to go kind of all in. And I don't think he'd stop now uh, with Harper out. So I think there's still hope there. You know, obviously Bryce means so much to that franchise and that team. It's hard to replace him, but you can sure as hell try. And you can point exactly like you were saying, James, to last year and the Braves and say, look, the same thing happened to them. And they went and retooled the, the outfield and they ended up on top. So uh, and no way do I think the Phillies are giving up on the season. As, as it stands right now, we talked about this a little bit uh, on, er, earlier on this week. 
if you're the Phillies, I think you can kind of you try to retool a little bit. They actually already went out and they got our guy Oscar Mercado. Um, so you know they took a flyer on them. You see, you see what's happening. I I know Phillies fans they want to see a little more Matt Veerling in the outfield. Yeah, you know right now they're two and a half games out of the wild card as it stands. And by the way, uh, in the National League, them and the Giants are the two teams on the outside looking in that kind of have a chance. A- after them, it's a steep drop-off. You're looking at Miami and my Diamondbacks. So uh, if you're the Phillies, you still have a chunk of the, that starting rotation. You have Kyle Schwarber leading the National League in ding-dongs. You've been waiting for kind of Castellanos, Real Muto to go-go. You have hope, and I, I kind of like what you were saying, Jim. You, you take a couple cheap flyer pieces, if one or two of them connect, and you can stay above that 500 line till Bryce comes back, you're going to have a shot uh, in September. I don't think you need to give anything up for Gallo either. I think the Yankees just want to hand him off to a safe place so they don't, like, ruin a man's life by DFAing him. Like, I think if another team puts their hand up and says, we'll, we'll try him out, the Yankees say, great. You say, what do you want? And you say, oh, no, not, that's, that's good. That's enough. Clear our I think you, I think you would see that. I think you would see multiple teams going after Gallo as a reclamation project of sorts. You know, it just it hasn't worked out in New York for him. You know, I don't know specifically, I guess, what the reason is, you know, why he's playing as poorly as he has. But I think many teams would at least go and say, hey, there's there's still stuff in there. We could figure it out. We trust our coaching staff to help this out. So I, like well, I don't want to get him. into the AL but the Mariners had an injury and they already made a trade like of that sort to replace it. So if the Phillies are going to do something like this, do it. You have to kind of act now. And Jim, you mentioned that. Very important to note. Very important to note. Bryce Harper labeled as a fast healer. So we're all good guys. He might be back in two weeks, bro. Okay. Yeah. He's a fast healer. We're, we're going to be talking about Nando in a little bit, by the way. Um, Jimmy, and like you said, Jorge Soler last year. I mean, it, he he had his, you know, a pretty rough 94 games, a 77 OPS plus, hitting 192. Um, he went over to Atlanta, 882 OPS, World Series MVP, World Series MVP. Mm-hmm. So, there's always a chance. Uh, and wasn't, yeah. wasn't, um, wasn't Rosario hurt when they traded for him too? Like, they, they just went out and figured stuff out. Get some bodies. Retool. I meant when with the Phillies, Gallo would help their defense, which has been a noted issue, assuming right. he gets to play right. Okay. Um, Ronnie Acuna supposed to come back today. Uh, Kenley went to the IL, but he should still be able to throw. He's got his regular heartbeat stuff going on. Um, and, hey, I, I don't think anyone's talking about it, but Mark Appel, pretty cool. How do you do? Uh, one, two, three in the ninth. So he, uh, made, if you have no idea, former one, one overall pick had some brutal injuries along the way, uh, gets the call. He's 30 years old. He was the first number one pick in 2013, 2022 makes his major league debut two games so far, two innings, zero earned runs. Uh, probably a guy, a guy that's easy to root for. Yes. I think it got discussed on Farm to Fame that I think came out back half of this week. So check it out. Deep dive. Check it out. Uh, 
Next series is probably Dodgers-Rockies. I mean, we're obviously more tuned in on the Rockies. We got a really awesome performance uh, from our guy Chad Bro. Uh, and the Rockies are still a different team at Coors Field. And the Dodgers could have been sleeping. I believe they're playing the Padres uh, this weekend, which is a much important series to them. Um, and, man, I, I, are we doing Freddy right now? Like, are, are we going to air this out? Because it's some of baseball's biggest drama in a long time. We can talk Freddie. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think most people saw what came out. Uh, Doug Gottlieb, who is like a basketball analyst, tweeted out that um, Freddie fired his agent, Casey Close, because Casey Close did not tell Freddie about Atlanta's final offer to him. And Doug even added, because Casey Close knew Freddie would take that instead of the Dodger deal, which was for a little bit less money. Uh, since then, I mean, that caused a stir, by the way, because that came on the heels of um, news that Freddie was looking to change agencies or he said he was self, he yeah, was going to be, didn't have one. He was, it was a fluid situation, whatever it was. And then, then Doug tweets this out. So it caused like, a major stir because that's a huge accusation. Uh, since then, Casey Close has come out and put out a statement. Excel, his company's put out a statement denying everything he said he'd go under oath to deny it and then you've seen now damage control uh he's had dexter fowler put out a statement Derek jeter put out a statement basically saying like casey's been great and this guy has been an agent for a long time and done a lot of big deals um, when i first went i was at img before they sold their team sports program to caa so i knew casey at that point uh, he's i mean he's just had a list of guys so he's a very respected agent uh, around the league um so i mean accusation he denies it we're kind of there right now but the truth is i think freddie is looking to change representation and i don't know you know what that stemmed from it could be this could be not i don't think we're gonna get fowler the truth anytime out, soon fowler came out and said something he did because this happened with fowler uh where the orioles reporters said that he was basically in an agreement on a three-year deal but then it got messed up because of his agent or whatever. And then he signed for less money with the Cubs, but he wanted to go to order and Casey close was really mad. Then I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I have no idea. It's, it's a weird situation. Cause if, if he didn't tell him that that would stink, but the fact that Freeman is changing representation, if that's true means there's something he didn't enjoy about the process, but also the fact that he has like, I told Jake, and obviously we hold Derek Jeter in high regard, but if you reach out to Derek Jeter and say, hey, can you defend me here? Like, that's a pretty big ask. Like, Yeah, that's like if you got one bolt in the chamber, you've had yeah, that for a long time. Yeah, like, okay, you can't pull do it. that. You can't make a fool of Jeter, you know, So, and then Jeter to come out and do it. I, that's like wins me over and like, okay, all right. Maybe that's true. But then, but then Freddie still firing him if that's the case is something yeah I don't, yeah i mean look you could maybe he was a great agent for all these other guys and like that doesn't mean he couldn't have messed up one time I'm not saying that it happened i'm just saying like i don't know these statements are kind of like it's pr damage control type thing uh but for his sake look if it's not true that sucks because this is your this is your you know career we're talking about this is like you know, did you see like jeter's statement part of your legacy did you see Jeter's statement? 
I, I read over it. What do you got? It cracked me up that e- even like in defending him, Jeter was like very safe. He was like, we have had a lot of disagreements. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I agree with everything he does. I'm like, all right, Jeet. That's, yeah, what uh, did Jeets get for that tech or that tweet? Hmm. I want to know. Like, what 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 a case you give him for that one? Because he like again, even if it's 100 true, and he's like, I didn't do any of that shit. Like, I'll swear under oath. But to get Jeter to come to his defense, I mean, there's got to be something that was promised to Derek, right? I mean, I and yeah. for Derek to do that, I wonder if he uh, if he got to see some of the receipts or something like that. Because if I'm Derek Jeter, I'm not just going going out there w- without any evidence or anything like that. And it's funny the way you guys were just talking about Jeter, one of my uh, childhood friends growing up, the dad was a very powerful lawyer and our family always joked like, you know, we, that was kind of always our ace in the hole. If one of us got in some real shit, we, we had one bullet as a family. So nobody screwed up. Um, <laughs> so still haven't used it. Knock on wood. Um, but man, that, that was crazy. And then, you know, staring it back to the baseball, Freddie, uh, first inning homer the the day that all that was happening and the uh the only game the Dodgers win in this series but uh crazy stuff man crazy stuff baseball getting in the drama game that's not normally what we do a lot of drama I know and we got to talk ball here eventually at some point I want to talk about the Manfred article I don't know when we can fit that in but uh August 15th let's keep going with the NL I think (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Chad Cool, you're going to hear about him later, like I said. Uh, and, yeah, Rockies at home. Kelsey Winger was probably at this. This is why they won. Um, you got a two-game series split, so you boys know I can't can't fully dive. Uh, but the, the game that kind of needs to be talked about, my snakes, uh, you know, it's 6-0 into the final inning. Uh, Padres, who have been a really good team this year, the Diamondbacks, I mean, one of the messiest ninth innings of this baseball season. We had two hit-by-pitches. All right, it's the eighth leading into the ninth, excuse me. But it was a 6 nothing game. Couple hit-by-pitches to score runs. Um, we got two walks before that. Uh, not the prettiest rally you've ever seen, but with two outs, uh, two outs in the ninth. Uh, single, single, Christian Walker with the the game-winning fielder's choice. Hosmer uh, makes a nice play but can't make the final play to do it. Kind of pure pure chaos. The baseball gods rain down on this one a little bit. Um, and then, I mean, the bigger, almost the bigger Padres news at this point is their City Connects are, are the talk of baseball today. They look like my shirt. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I love the comeback by the D-backs. You said down six nothing in a seven. They get you know double off Manaya, then they just kind of keep scoring runs. Um, you know, you got to give them credit for continuing to play hard. Rings even when they're not in it. I don't know, man. It's it's hard for me to talk about teams right now that I know aren't going to be in in the wow. race. Sorry, Jake. Come wow. September. Couple good weeks before the deadline. Watch out for the club had the start, the Bob Brenly thing. There's more drama there. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Although I don't think, I think that was overplayed a little bit. We talked about it on baseball today. Brenly was just, you know, kind of making fun of his outfit and telling him to hurry up. And Clevenger, Clevenger shot back at him uh, in the post game. Although it was Brenly and his other guy, they were kind of both talking about Clev there. 
he's got a history of saying much worse stuff than that about Clev. So I, the Tatis comments and the Machado cons like tip the scale into not just like playful, but like uh, kind of like some just bad thought lines. But that one, I don't know. You're allowed to make fun of what Clev does in the mound, right? Unless it's like ticks, like Joey Gallo suffers from facial ticks, and 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 like cameras zoom in way too much for me. I'm like, guys, you you got to know this, and they just put a picture on the post, and like that's fucked up. So I don't know. If Luis Garcia, Clevenger, if they're just doing that to get a rhythm, I think it's fair game to be like, that's silly, man, and funny. Luis Garcia does a a fully fake windup before doing a completely <laughs> normal baseball windup. <laughs> uh, Clev's tap dance. I'm, I'm watching the, the Diamondbacks walk off right now. Yeah. And they got Walker um, putting the bubblegum crown on yeah on that bald head and like it works for him i kind of like that okay. like diamondbacks if you want to continue like some sort of celebration the bubblegum crown is is it's kind of working for me and i told you boys i had big news uh tatis came out happy from his doctor's appointment and is expected to swing full speed in the next two weeks so pretty huge what uh did i stop what was the second half of that <laughs> I know. I know. People think the first half is the <laughs> jarring part. What was this? Is that a, the second half of that? Was it a real update? Expected to be swinging a bat full speed in the next two weeks. That's nothing. Mm. In the next two weeks. Yeah, James. They're letting him. They're letting him field fly balls and ground balls now too. They need to stop. So this is what the Yankees did for like two seasons, and then they they stopped. They need to stop this. Whoever the Padres PR or whoever's giving these people aren't dumb. That's nothing. A two week timeline to swing the bat. You're just, you're just saying shit to say shit. Like, and tell me the day he swings pickle. a bat other than until he swings a bat, say there's no update. I don't understand what's going on there. He's going, he's going full speed off the tee in 10. In the next 14 days, he may swing a bat. He's going full speed off the tee and then in 10 days from a machine. Um, let's see. Rehab, ex- a rehab, if that goes smoothly, a rehab excitement, a rehab assignment. Jeez, Jake. Come on. Tap into your windhorst is expected to follow that. So we, we will see. No update at this time. AKA they're hoping for after the all-star break for Tatis. slow healer. Unlike Bryce Harper <laughs> different. That's, that's ridiculous. Uh, cards cards hosted the Marlins for tree. They took the first two. Um, they Wayne. had the best, uh, best starter ERA in the NL this, this week. And, uh, Palante, he's a cool story. I was just reading up about him. Cause I didn't really know that name started as a rookie in the bullpen. And now, Getting starts. Yeah, he's kind of this, pitching well. He this, throws weird. This year's see? Ranger Suarez. People are talking, and uh, on the other other side of the spectrum, how about Adam Wayno? Just another seven shutout, nine Ks. He's punching tickets. It's not like he's not out there, Sergio Romo tricking him. I mean, I guess he is, but he's he's nasty. It's I I almost he's also not getting my standout. Sorry, Cardinals fans. His career resurgence is insane like i remember we were excited when big cc 
uh, kind of tapped back in, and he he found a new way to pitch. And it was like, all right, but, you know, CC was good. Adam Wainwright is dominant. Over the past three years, 58 starts, a 307 ERA. Um, and that's his current ERA in the season. So, what a sicko. Um, Juan Yepes, two homers, five RBIs. I saw my guy Xavier Scruggs do a little demo on him and about what he's been doing. They're calling him Pujolcito. Whoa, careful with that. I guess... I guess Pujols has been taking him under his wing a little bit there, and there's some similarities. Not, I mean, you can kind of see it if you do a side by side. But I love stories like that when a guy. I mean, that's kind of, I've been saying this for a long time. You bring in those veteran hitters like that that know what the hell's going on and have been around that can help young guys. This is what happens, man. Mm. Like, think about that. Think about if you could just get hitting lessons from a guy like a world class hitter. Like, sounds like it'll help you out a little bit, right? This is how you're asking me for blitzball tips. It's just not the time. <laughs> I tried to steal you away from team baggage. Jimmy said that's illegal. Yeah, he did. All, he asked what the price was, Jim. I said, there's no money in this world that could take me away from you. That's a lie, by the way. Oh, uh, if there's that. a number. You did not say that. <laughs> I didn't say that verbatim. But... um. Yeah, the, uh, the the final game was pretty badass. Alcantara goes for the... Uh, 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 just relax on Alcantara. Okay, fish win. Cubs, Reds. Uh, <laughs> transition. That's how you do it in the biz. Uh, everyone hit this series. Uh, Luis Castillo drops it, which, hey, hopefully he's a cool story in a couple weeks. Uh, like I said, the trade guys, Wilson Contreras, he has a big game too. Uh, and then Hendricks, uh, a solid start in the final game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Morrell went nut job this series. Contreras, Wisdom, uh, Joey Votto's making new friends and hitting homers all the time. So uh, that's kind of what's going on. But this series doesn't. It's a trade showcase. Doesn't Yeah, it doesn't matter till the deadline, really. And then, like, yeah, this is a tr- I'm looking at all these names here in our notes. They are. All yeah. guys that like are probably going to be on other teams. I mean, Brandon Drury, you know, go ahead, RBI double in the six. Jonathan India, guess what, buddy? You're not going not anywhere. Going. Sorry, just just kind of hang out anywhere. there. But yeah, Luis Castillo, Contreras. I mean, my goodness. Okay, there is a cool uh, the ball boy at Wrigley and Rafael Ortega have become friends. If you like that side of baseball, that's always a good time. Um, Fabian, they posted some fake stats, which I liked. Um, they said he had like a, a perfect fielding percentage. I don't 74 know. opportunities, 100%. Sometimes life's dumb and you got to lean into it. Uh, final series, I'll let you boys get your hot takes off. Nats, Pirates, uh, two out of three. Uh, Brian Reynolds deserves to be talked about, and he might be talked about later, teaser. 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 Not I was getting traded. A- Everyone needs to stop saying that. About Brian Reynolds, but we can save that for later too. Yeah. I was doing my uh, random Patrick Wisdom checkup. Yeah. Okay, bro. Yeah. What Let's is it? Go a little bit right now. 16 bombs. Um, the on base percentage isn't there, but what those bombs the slugging percentage is, you got a 790 OPS. Trev, I think, you know, I know you and Patrick Wisdom were compared facially a little bit. He might be you 
a different you in this simulation where they none of that stuff the twins tried to teach you and they were just like hit bombs, bro. Because he's got the most strikeouts in, in the last year, but he hits ding-dongs. And I know you've got the juice. Like, Patrick Wisdom might be the continuation of you. Oh, he's he's a good-looking guy. <laughs> that's what that's what was important. He's played. You're right. He's played every damn position, third base, first base, and all three outfield positions. Sounds like me. Yeah. Me and Patrick Wisdom. We need to have a, a drink. Maybe I'll buy him a bottle of wine so that you can have. Oh, no. Wow. Patrick Wisdom, slow start there basically went 0 for the first week since then. 850 OPS. Miggy, April 15th on. Miggy Yahoo and O'Neill Cruz had fun in the first game. They were, you know, the big super prospect O'Neill Cruz basically left the stadium. That dude's a freak show. Uh, Yahoo was part of the uh, Tyone trade. Uh, Quintana actually has a good start this time, and I'm not confusing him uh, with Carlos Rodon, so that's huge. Uh, and he could be a trade deadline piece. And yeah, Corbin straight up dropped it. Eight innings, twelve punches. Jim, he I know you, that one. I know you like a good pitch mix. You know what he did? He threw that good pitch. He threw a slider, the high this season, forty five percent. So if Patty Corbin can get it going, uh, I I don't know. I I love a guy that. I love a guy searching for rock bottom. I see him in the mirror every morning, and uh, Pat Corbin might be finding his way out of it. Miguel Rojas, 96.7% zone contact, just to let you know. He's different. He sat in this very seat I'm in right now. Do you know how crazy that is? It's hard. If he swings at a pitch in the zone, 97% of the time he's going to make contact with it. Hot wood. We talked about uh, today on Baseball Today about how the Pirates had three different players have a three-run homer game or three-homer game in June. So I'm like, okay, you got that going on. It's back-to-back nights because it happened last night, not in this series you're talking about. Um, I was like, dude, are the Pirates like kind of getting it going? You got O'Neill Cruz hitting bombs. Like, is this – they're calling themselves like Lumberjack City or something like that as I was listening to some highlights. They were 10 and 18 in June. I mean – there's some things to get excited about, I guess. I don't think they should trade Brian Reynolds. I'm with you on that one, James. Uh, there can. are some guys coming up, but still tough. To, wins are still tough to come by over there in Pittsburgh. Might hear more about BR in a They're little bit. They're having fun, though. Jim, you've yeah, got... Yeah, there's some things to watch. You've got the American League? I do. I can tell you all about the American League. Okay. I'm a well of knowledge for these three games only. Ready? The Guardians take three of five from the Twins with walk-off wins in games four and five. It was risky. It was scary. They could have walked away from this, giving the Twins a big lead, but they hang on. The Twins got ten homers from nine guys. They hit the shit out of the ball, but their defense failed them in big spots, and Josh Naylor is a psycho. The Yankees welcomed the A's to the Bronx, swept them right out. In games one and two, they spotted the A's a lead just to make things more interesting in game in one and three. In game two, they shut him out with the rookie making a spot start. And the Yankees went on to play the Astros in a one-game series. Nice little pitcher's duel between two Luises. Astros end up winning two to one. There was a weird play where Tucker tried to steal home while Sevy was fixing his pitch com and then realized it and simply threw him out. 
the Astros win. Now they have the season series over the Yankees. The Blue Jays took two out of three from the Red Sox. Gossman returned to form. Vladdy hit a walk-off. Alejandro Kirk remains their secret weapon. Red Sox were without Tanner Hawk, who's not vaccinated, and they blew two saves in the series, but they refused to get swept. They took game three in extras. The Angels and all their suspensions hosted the White Sox and won the bread games with good starts from Thor and Shohei. Tapara and Iglesias both got suspended. They both appealed. They both pitched uh, clean eight and nine in the two games the Angels won. So good appeal. Good appealing. Good appealing. Good use of the appeal. Um, White Sox don't have a player with 10 home runs. The Orioles won game one in Seattle, but the Mariners outpitched and outhit them in games two and three to win the series. Lots of good pitching from a lot of the starters on both sides of the ball in that one. And the Mariners all appealed their suspension, so no one served it yet. That'll be tricky when that has to happen. The Rangers won their first two games against the Royals, but they were shut down by old man Granke in the third game. The trade pieces Texas grabbed in the offseason, they all combined to kind of like put it together. Simeon, Seeger, John Gray. Uh, and for the Royals, rookie Kyle Isbell hit his first and second career homers. How about that? James, I like these notes. Is this all you? Yep. Yep. Nice notes we're looking at right here. I studied. What are the standings? The standings are kind of the same shit. Uh, the, the twins are a game up. They could have really opened it up a bunch on the Guardians oh, uh, who were coming on a five-game losing streak or four, and then they lost game one. But that, that is a one-game division right now with the guardians behind the Twinkies. Uh, the Astros have an 11 and a half game lead in the West with the rest of that division, not mattering like no wild card contention right now. I don't believe, I don't know if you're going to get any. And then the East, the Yankees are in first place. They're now 12 and a half up on second place, Boston and Toronto. And the Rays dropped to 15 games out of first. So that's wild. The way Boston has played and you are still 12 and a half games out. I mean, essentially like what Atlanta did and what Boston have done in the month of June are like almost identical, right? Maybe a little less with Boston, but Atlanta's made up a bunch of games and the Red Sox, I believe, I think even went down games. It's tough. It is. It is. But they put and, themselves uh, in a good position in the wild card, so I guess yeah. that matters. Uh, crazy things can happen in the AL, but it's looking like there's going to be no race at all, uh, and it's just Cleveland and Minnesota for division. I don't think the White Sox are going to come back out of this. I mean, some of the stuff they're doing is so bad. It's really bad. The last, the last wild card, I think, or last couple wild cards might. What happens is you get teams like the Mariners last year and another team that, like, they're like, it, it, they're not mathematically eliminated, and then, and then they keep winning. And you, but in the end, like last year, we called it at the All-Star break what the teams would be, and they were that, but there was some fun. 
in the AL. The AL is looking. Is it seven teams or is it eight teams? As far as what? Make the playoffs now? Six teams per division, per league. Well, I guess Tampa might be on the outs then. Tampa and Cleveland are tied for the last wild card spot right now. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Let's get into these games, bro. Where do you want to start? Twins, Guardians? Yeah, that was the best series. Uh, I mean, they had to play five games in four days. They had a double header. Uh, the Twins won game one and then game three. And they could have really, you know, then they could be three games up and all that. And Guardians come back to win uh, both on walk-offs in the 10th inning by Naylor. Who and then headbutts Frank Francona. I don't know if you saw that. I think everyone saw that. Pretty hilarious. Like Tito put on a helmet just because he knew he was going to headbutt him. And then uh, Jimenez gets him the next day. The Twins out hit the shit out of him. The Twins had 51 hits in these five games, and the uh, Guardians had 28. The Twins slugged 503. I guess the Cleveland, Cleveland slugged five, 545, but. Um, it's just timely hitting. And then it was the twins defense. Like I watched all the game, all the condensed games. They had two pass balls. One was called a wild pitch by Garrett's pass ball, his glove. And the other one hit his hit the other catcher's glove. And both of those led to runs. It led to infield coming in and then runs Arise was on his ass trying to turn double play. Should have ate the ball threw it into a uh, right field that led to two runs. Correa was on his ass and then threw it to third to try and get the out. Should have ate the ball. That led to a run. So the Twins just did themselves in with defense. The pitching wasn't awful, and the and the um, the hitting was great. They just kind of gave the Guardians a chance to capitalize on bad defense. And the big thing for the, on the other side is the Twins got to Eli Morgan three times in a row. If they meet up down the stretch, that's he's been a, a stud reliever for the Guardians. So for the Twins to get to him three games in a row is uh he's like a nothing to them right now, which is a, a good feeling. I, I I love that you pointed that out. I, I think that will matter later on, you know, for both teams' psyche. Um, hopefully Morgan kind of gets over it, but the twins getting to him, that that definitely means something. And yeah, the defense wasn't good. Right now, twins Twitter is just clamoring. We need relievers, we need relievers, we need relievers. Uh, you're putting, you know, Jarrell Cotton out there, you know, Thornburg in the game yesterday. You know, I know he's he's a guy that goes multiple innings, but he's out there, you know, 48 pitches deep in the ninth. He's walking dudes. He's I think in the eighth inning, he um, hit someone, walked two guys, then the Correa play happened. So you're putting you're putting base runners on, giving them free passes and the defense doesn't work behind you. It's a recipe for a disaster. And then uh, Jimenez hits the walk off homer and Dick Bremer has the all time call. Just what did, what did he say? Something like. Like we cannot get out of here fast enough, or we are sick of the Cleveland yeah, Guardians. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> just deadpans it, and that is how uh, Twins Twitter has been feeling. I'm, I'm, I'm deep in it right now. They're definitely calling for reliever help, but guess what? A lot of teams are. That's what I'm saying. Like you want help, but you got to go get it, and you got to give up a lot. So we'll see if they get it. They need it bad. It's uh, Twins Twitter was talking about how brutal. The Taylor Rodgers for Chris Paddock and Emilio Pagan trade has been for them. Paddock uh, goes down with TJ, so that stuff. Pagan, uh, I know my 
Win, win probability added gang is with me. You know that's the part of Twitter I, I normally live on. I think via win probability added, Emilio Pagan would be the fifth best player on Cleveland this year. Um, he's he's blown some tough ones. So, uh, you know, we're as, as we talk about our guy on Cleveland uh, that's been their setup guy getting rocked, Pagan was, was supposed to be part of the solution in Minnesota and uh, not so much right now. So, yeah, I, I still think, and I, I didn't chime in when you guys were talking AL Central, I know the vibes with the White Sox are atrocious, but it, you still just can't in baseball write them off yet. Uh, the Braves, I think on August 1st last year, were 52-55. and 55. So I, I know it's felt awful and gross, but man, I mean, even even a good week in the White Sox would be back in the AL Central race. So I don't get me wrong, I realize how disgusting it is, and I I'm not sure I know why Tony Larusa is still the manager, besides the owner feeling bad about getting rid of him 40 years ago or whatever. But um, I don't know. None of these teams make me feel anything great right now. I just like Cleveland because they're young hot boys. I like Cleveland's pitching. And I like they have the highest contact rate, and then they got a bunch of young athletic guys out there. But did you did you see this stat I put in here that the Guardians comeback wins versus the Twins are the most in a season since 1974, being down more than two runs in the eighth inning? Thanks, Emilio. Like that stinks for the Twins. They just can't escape. They can't feel comfortable. And then. Uh, yeah, they've actually banged the ball around too. Like they're like top five offense right now. If we're going off of uh, way to runs created plus, or I think it's OPS plus. That's the stat I was looking at. But it's been the problem for a long time. The starting pitching is, you know, it's it ha- it's had its moments during the year, but it's getting exposed over a long season. Like that's what happens during a baseball season. It was good. The this bullpen's had- been faltering, and yeah. They're without their pitching coach now, but they all said nice things about him. I mean, not to knock that pitching coach, but like, whatever, that's a rude thought. They were listing all his accolades and they were like, the twins have been 10th t- uh, in war for pitchers and, and 14th in pitcher ERA the last decade. I'm like, those aren't good numbers. <laughs> like, like I, I, I'm not knocking him, but the stats they were using in the article were making me laugh. Like those aren't that's middle of the pack. Depends no, what they, you're working with. His I first guess, couple right? years they they got up there like top seven, top five, stuff like that. Last year in 2021, it's like a huge step backwards. Yeah, but I mean for the last Definitely six years, helped. it's been pitching. It's been the main yeah. issue with the twins. For a long time. long time, but it's hard to get pitching. I know dude. he might be doing the best he can with them. And Archer right. and Sonny Gray all said the nicest things. Like Archer was like, he's, he's the best pitching coach I've ever had. And Sonny Gray said that he's retooled me. And I thought I was like, you know, done. So uh, Dylan Bunny had a good start. So that's probably all of that. Huh. Uh, Buxton has 52 home runs in his last 162 games. And when they told him that stat, he was very impressed with himself. Because he doesn't know, he doesn't count his homers. Like he didn't know he had 100. He he he's like I don't I don't track. He's like I just don't keep track of myself. But then when they told the reporter told him that he was like, oh, that's cool. And he could have had many more if they stopped telling him to get his freaking foot down and hit the ball to second base. Mm. My goodness, man. 
I too don't keep track of myself, Bucks. Birds of a feather. Mm-hmm. Yankees athletes. sweep the A's. Oh yeah, the, yeah. I mean, uh, the A's are an interesting team to watch right now. Uh, hmm. They were just like careless because they can be. Like they just got they got thrown out twice, and the Yankees catchers don't have like good arms. They got back picked once. They some dumb. They uh they got to early leads and then the Yankees got to their bullpen. I think their bullpen's pretty pretty brutal. Montes pitched well in his start. I'm interested to see. I think he should get moved. Um, Elvis Ramon Noisy had good had a good series, and Oakland was one of two AL teams to not hit a homer this week. That's a crazy stat. You want to guess the other? Hmm. The Orioles. No, they had five in one game. Yeah, that's a bad guess. Eh, you'll just have to find out later. Later. It was the Rays. I have a, um, I have a question. Yeah. Because I see, you know, I, Chapman coming back. What role does he take right away? Are they going to ease him into something, or is he going straight to the ninth? Like, what are we doing? Uh, he's not he going to the ninth. Guys he's, in the back. He's not going to the ninth, but 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 he may go to the ninth if the better lane is ahead of them. And that might be how they try to sneaky it a little bit. Like they said that clay Holmes will get the most high leverage bats. You know, if the top of the order, if it's, you know, Bushette, Vladdy Springer, whatever in the eighth and clay Holmes will get that lane in a close. Doesn't game. he struggle in non-save opportunities? He does. He's going to be passed. He does. And his whole persona is a closer. Like that's who he is. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting. It's uh, they did. He gets activated today, and uh, there's a couple things going on. Like he went, he did a rehab assignment, which Chappie's kind of been against that in the past. So with how good Clay Holmes has been, uh, I think Chappie's kind of looked in the mirror and he sees that the fastball doesn't sit 102 anymore. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know a sixth inning, Araldis Chapman up four runs. Is he going to be able to be the dude he's been? Uh. Or, yeah, is it going to become just straight-up weird? And the Yankees get a couple weeks to to find that out. It's interesting. Yeah. We thought he was going to come up two days two days ago, but they must have known Miguel Castro was going to go on the paternity list. So they just pushed him because now they don't lose a body because they would have had the DFA someone. So I love roster, funny business. Ryan Weber I saw his- surviving. I saw his car when he was leaving the double A like rehab stint. Like yeah. he literally hit, drives a tank. That's bulletproof everywhere, right? Like, oh yeah, it's white. And everything's white. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is like Not a black one. matte black tank. Yeah. With oh, gas prices where they're at right now, I mean, maybe he's got to think about driving something else. I don't know. How much has Aroldis Chapman made playing baseball? Quick. Hundred million dollars. I'm gonna say. I don't think hundred million. I think like high eighties. Well, what was his what was his contract with the Yankees? That'd be like fifty. Well, this, this Yankee contract is eighty five. So this close. Chapman oh, has made one thirty two. So not oh sure my he's God. not sure he's too Go worried. Go ahead and about, drive your tank around, yeah, player. Not too worried about gas prices. A stink. <laughs> yeah, it was the best team in the AL record wise versus the worst team in the AL record wise, and it was a sweep. 
Yankees. Are... Donaldson. Did, was there any like uh, Donaldson stuff with the A's? Like sometimes he likes to do that, like just give a big F you to the A's. No. He had a good series. He had a uh, big double, a double in every game. Yeah. So he played, but uh, any and he played good defense. So, but yeah, I, I, I was kind of talking about that. Like he hates them and all that shit, but he hates them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So I trying to. Yankees are 24 and 12 against teams above 500, which is the best in baseball and 32 and nine against teams below 500, which is the best in baseball. Pretty insane season. 727 winning percentage. Whoops. Yep. They did lose to the Astros in the one game. Lost to the Astros. Yeah. Astros are good. Astros are definitely the most balanced the best team the Yankees have played, bar none. Like the Rays, Boston, and the Blue Jays, all at least from the times that I've seen and played against them, all a step below the Astros, whose bullpen can be really good. Even though the Yankees got them twice, uh, every spot in the lineup does something, even though they don't really put it together that well. But their starting pitching is so good, and, and their defense is good. They don't make a lot of mistakes. Chris Rose stat. Um... The New York little series they had, combining the Mets and the Yankees, the Astros go seven and two. I believe they gave up twenty-one runs, and thirteen of them came in those two walk-off losses to the Yankees. So, like, this was a huge little test for them, and they passed with flying colors. I mean, you go five hundred against those two teams. Yeah, don't lump don't lump the Yankees in with the Mets. Mm. Well, but at the time they had the best record in the National League, and the Yankees had the best record in the American League. I mean. Yeah, but, you tell me if you told the Astros you're going to go seven and two in that and that set, they'd be like, okay, I like that. I, I yeah, I agree. I'm just saying it's not like they blew. I don't know what the Mets score. It's not like they blew the Yankees. Like every game came down to the last inning, right. or like was sure. a three run game. Yankees went. I'm not saying they're like better than. Like the I don't feel as a Yankees fan, I don't feel steamrolled by them. No, Yan- I mean, like they're very, they're very, they're two very good teams. Yankees went twenty-two yes. and six in June. Three of those losses are to Houston, um, in five games. So yeah, I mean, right now the Yankees and Houston and the AL are just on a different level. Uh, the Dodgers, uh, I think, in the National League are are on another level. The Mets, I mean, especially Scherzer should be coming back for his next start. Does Degrom come back? And then, yeah, I, I think as we approach the trade deadline, the fun conversations for me are going to be like, you know, does Toronto, are, are they going to make a jump or upgrades? Boston, can they make a significant move? Uh, Chris Sale rehabbing for them. Um, the Padres, does Tatis come back and look like Tatis? Like, who can join the Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, and Mets, healthy Mets, on that kind of top tier of baseball teams? Because they really do the eye test is kind of unreal. Like those teams are built different. Yes. Speaking of the Red Sox, they were without Tanner Hawk, which made headlines because he's not vaccinated. And the Rays who are going to Toronto now are without two relievers as well. They lose, they blow two saves. They, they end up winning one of the games where they blew the save. Um, but the other guys had to pitch so much that I, I hope it doesn't hinder them moving forward. Like Strom had to throw a season high 41 pitches in one, in one outing to close it out. 
Uh, Brazier threw 47 pitches in back-to-back nights. His prior high was 29. So that stinks, man. Like you just, your fucking guys are hung out to dry. You can't go to Toronto. Toronto hit 11 doubles. That was the most in the AL. They had the highest slugging in all of the AL. Uh, their starting pitching is returning to form. Stripling got put in the rotation as a six as a six starter because they're in a hectic stretch right now. The Blue Jays and he's pitched well since returning the rotation. So, um, Blue Jays take two out of three. The Red Sox hang tight and win the last one. But I'm interested to see how the Red Sox do. I've obviously said this. They have the Cubs coming up. Then they have just a brutal stretch of Toronto, Tampa, New York, Toronto, Tampa, New York. And uh, when they come out of that, I think is when we'll know what this Boston team is. Because I I understand they're better than the start of the year, absolutely. But they were doing it against lesser teams. When does Whitlock return for them? He's got to be nearing a return. That's another great piece for them. I got it it pointed out to me and C-Rose as well. We talked about this, you know, vaccination thing with, with uh, Hauk and Cora said it's definitely going to change by the postseason, which is an interesting take there. I will kind of get into that. But people in Toronto wanted me to make sure to let everybody know that we have the same policy here in the U.S. So they have to have everybody vaccinated there to come play or else there'd be some sort of quarantine period. So they said they're at a little bit of I because I said on the show, I said, this could be a huge advantage to the Blue Jays, especially come playoff times if you can't bring some of your guys. But they said, hey, think about this. We have to have all of our guys vaccinated to come play. We have a smaller player pool to go after people at the trade deadline because we have to make sure they're vaccinated. So they wanted me to make sure because we keep saying it's Toronto, it's Canada's you know, policy, COVID policy. But they're, they wanted me to make sure that we have the same policy here and that they're at a some sort of a disadvantage because of the player pool that they can go after has to be vaccinated. So I want to make that clear. Yeah. Uh, the GM, what's his name? Um, of the blue. Jay- he said that at the start of the season, he was doing an interview. He was laughing. He was like, we have an advantage. I couldn't sign players. I wanted to sign. You had to ask him, are you going to be vaccinated? Can you get vaxxed for me, bro? Yeah. How much is a vaccination worth? I'm wondering if you were, if I could be in a season hmm. and you know, you got an offer from, the well, Red Sox. Well, Trevor Story, this they mandated that he get vaccinated as part of signing with the Red Sox. So however much money he got, it was worth that much. And by the way, Chris Sale, after making his rehab appearance, supposedly looked pretty good, hitting a low to mid-90s. Uh, and then after his rehab, they, they asked him uh, about his vaccination status, and his response was, hey, I'm just trying to enjoy this moment. So uh, if... <laughs> it's the Red Sox next trip to Toronto. Uh, yeah, man, I, I like the way you phrased it, man. I, Because I, wherever you stand on that, whatever, not even into the conversation, but leaving your pitching teammates out to dry, you're coming in a couple men short this weekend, fuck that, uh, just yeah. as a competitor. So um, Alejandro Kirk leading the Blue Jays in war. Whoops. He's awesome. Stripling had some good quotes. They pinch hit him to start the ninth, and he gets a hit to start the comeback. He go, he's four for ten as a pinch hitter. Uh, and then Vladdy called his walk off. He told Montoya beforehand, like, "Hey, it's over." And Gossman owns the Red Sox. So right now, if it if like it ends 
the Red Sox would have to go to Toronto to play the Blue Jays. So are they without players? Is Gossman starting because he's got 21 innings pitched against them this year with only one earned run? And he looked nasty again. So two things. Everybody always promises the coach they're going to walk it off. So I always laugh when like <laughs> these things come up because like a lot of times they don't and we don't hear about that. Coach, we I'm, definitely probably hear about gonna, it I'm probably going to get my ticket punched here. Don't hold it against me. <laughs> Do you know how many times I told I told someone I'm gonna hit a home run this at bat? <laughs> Pretty much every single time I fucking took it at bat, I said I'm gonna hit a home run this at bat. Uh, number two, uh, Jason in the chat corrected me. He said Cora said by September things will change. So like, what what does that mean? Does that mean he's had conversations? He's like, how how bad did you feel leaving your teammates out to dry? Like, go get pricked? I don't know, man. But like, if you make that decision, and I believe that everyone's freedom to choose for themselves. If you make that decision preseason, you're going to let uh, a series sway your thought process? That doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. And I've got pressure, a, huh? I've got a little tag teamer on the Blue Jays that both of you lads will like. Everyone on the Toronto Blue Jays starting lineup has a OPS plus of over 100. And a part of the reason for that, Trev, your boy, Matty Chapman, has started to get it going. Mm. Uh, which I know how much lead he puts in your pencil. So he does. I mean, yeah, you're right. He does. Yeah, I got a man crush on uh, Chappie. He knows that. It's probably why he keeps me like arm's length. He's like, you know what? You're just a little too much <laughs> yeah. for me, bro. Yeah. Before I move on, baseball wise, Toronto and uh, they intentionally walked Dahlback, I think, to load the bases. Oh. Um. They were they were down by one run, and and that was to end the eighth, I believe, maybe the seventh, and they got the double play to get out of it. So, you know, risky move that paid off, and then they came up and win it in the in the ninth. So, baseball, love that. Good job. Um, the White Sox and the Angels. The Angels they take two out of three. They had to play suspension roulette. So, like the relievers appealed and um the acting manager because nevin's accepting his so then the ray montgomery has to wait because he got a game or two as well and then they'd be down to like their fourth in line um trout pointed out that the pitcher was tipping his pitches that was a storyline and pretty funny trout looked kind of fed up uh otani shoved again really good start uh thor had a really good start and the white Sox don't have 10 players with a homer only two teams in in the AL, or maybe in baseball, that don't have a a single player that has double digit home runs: the Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox. If you would have told me that stat at the beginning of the year, I said you're absolutely insane. I would I said they're gonna have ten players with ten home runs. It's I'm not jumping off the bandwagon yet. I can't do that. But my goodness, I mean, could anybody blame me if I got off right now? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what has to happen, man. It's like a lot, like a lot. For the Angels, this was the first time they won consecutive home games since May 20th. That's what made me laugh. That's a crazy story. Oh, Halos. Over a month. Yep. And they uh they uh, they get they advance to six and twelve in one run games. Not a good stat. I see the bright side that. there. The Shohei stuff is kind of crazy what he's done. There was a lot of tweets about it. You know, um, 
he hasn't given up a run in how many innings? Like a lot. Three three different starts, something like that. Hitting bombs the whole time. I brought up yesterday, like Shohei's probably sooner than later going going to be the front runner for AL MVP. Got a lot of backlash from Yankees Twitter about that. I'm, I I want to hear your guys' take. I know Aaron Judge has been a monster at the plate this year. You still think Shohei is? Do you think Shohei is going to win the MVP by the end of the year if he just kind of continues the path that he's on? Uh, I'm pulling up his stats because I haven't seen him. If he can turn- his last his his last two starts really, yeah, he's if, turned it on. If for he sure continues his recent pace, then then yes, because he's he's two players. He's an elite starting pitcher. And he's I mean, an elite I hitter. mean. Yes, I absolutely. I mean, the last time we had this conversation, you had a three six or maybe a three nine ERA. It's down to two six eight with his last three starts. So, yes, if he's if he has an ERA under three five, and then his offensive numbers are an OPS that starts with eight two <laughs> eight, it starts with eight. Then yeah, he's a he's a lock. I just I just uh yeah. I just want, I just, uh, I like the valuable yes. part in that old school way. I know it's never been that way, except when like Kirk Gibson got it in the eighties. It was truly, he got it for being, uh, valuable. His stats weren't good. There's, there's, you know, a lot of people are saying that he's just on a bad team. We have to take that into consideration. I don't believe in that. If you go back to 2000, since 2000, there's been only been one MVP that's also won the World Series. And you guys know who that is. Jake Storielli. Or even Not his Jake made playoffs. It's Altuve, uh, which people believe he stole the MVP and the World Series from. Give me judge. another award. Give me another award. And, we're, uh, and we'll call it, this team doesn't make the playoffs without this guy. Whatever that acronym is, award. Okay. Like if you took this, and if the Angels were to make the playoffs, I think if you took Shohei off, single handedly be the be the difference maker. Right. But like, if you were to take this one guy off, the odds drop from this to this. And give me that award, and it's totally separate. The MVP as we Angels, know it, Shohei will has it. If you did, yeah, I think one. the one thing Angels fans keep saying that makes a lot of sense for me, as far as like you're talking about value, is that Shohei is essentially two players only taking up one roster spot. So you're, I mean, you're essentially having a 27 man roster now because a guy that he's a guy that can do both sides. It's invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, second most war on his team. So I know that's just, that's the craziest shit is we're not talking about freaking Mike Trout because he just continue, he lulls us to sleep with greatness. <laughs> Think about that. We're, we're going to get Shohei Otani fatigue at some point. I don't have it yet. I know some people already have it, but Mike Trout has been so great for so long that we sleep on this dude. Like, we're like, oh my God, this guy's got a one dot OPS. He's having the best year. Like, go check him out. He's the next big thing. Mike Trout's like, I've been doing this shit for 12 years. Angels, Mike Trout, I love you, bro. Angels three and one since the brawl. Are they galvanized? Three at Houston coming up. Squid with his fifth homer on the season. Just swing for the fences. Speaking of the brawl, the Mariners were on the other side. They lose the first game after the brawl to the Orioles. They're a little, like, tired and fatigued and maybe too excited. 
And the Orioles are scrappy and good. They hit five home runs. They hit back-to-back home runs in consecutive innings, which is a weird factoid. Um, But Seattle has now won seven of its past nine. They will need to go 11-5 and in order to reach the All-Star break above 500. Jake, do you think they can go 11-5 and in their next 16? They just won seven of nine. After I declared them dead. Since Trevor Plouffe declared them dead. Uh, both of these teams are getting hot since the brawl. Yeah, why not? You know, I, I want, you know, let's get a couple more stirrups in baseball. Get your team hot. Oh, now they, I guess they only have, they won, they won yesterday against Oakland, who they've like handled pretty easily, I think, this season. Maybe I'm wrong there. Uh, so now they have to go 10 and 5. Yeah, they have kind of a mixed bag schedule, too. They have Oakland, then they have at San Diego. They play Toronto at home, and then Washington and Texas to end it. So it could happen. I, I want the Mariners to be good. I want them to get to 500 before the All-Star break. I don't think it's going to happen. I still think they're dead. The head's on the spike. Mm. Well, the Robbie, Ray's, been, Robbie Ray's so been good. He's got uh, 27 innings pitched. Two earned runs in his last four starts. He's been really good. He's still continuing with that sinker over the four-seam fastball. Julio Rodriguez is running away with uh, AL Rookie of the Year right now. Uh, he's like first or tied for first in every offensive category. And then on the Orioles side, they went 500 in May and June, 28 and 28. They had like a really bad April. They're better than their record. And Mullins is really fun to watch. Sure is. Yes, he is. Patrol center field. Dean Creamer has been nasty since since coming back up. Good the Rangers. We still got series. What's that? We still got another series. Yeah, the Rangers and the Royals. Um, John Gray's been good his last six starts. That's good news for the Rangers. Simeon's been good ever since he got his first home run. He's like a top 25 offensive player since he got that. And then Seeger and Simeon had multi-hit games in the same game for the fourth time, and they both got multi-hit games and RBIs first time ever. Oh, this is what I wanted to ask you guys about the Royals. Granky, will he get traded? He's got he came off the IL, two good starts in a row. He's got postseason experience. He's a free agent coming up. Does he want to get traded? He probably has no trade clause, and maybe he's just not into the postseason. That would be very Jack Granky like. Uh, ben Intendi has to get moved. He had two hits in every game this series and is just, I think, going to crush it until he gets moved and then maybe continue. But I didn't thought I hadn't thought about Granky as a pickup. You don't sign a one year 13 with the Royals if, hmm. and put a no trade clause in there. I, I, I don't know, man. That doesn't seem right to me. I don't think he has one. And I think that maybe he's wanted to go to the Royals to figure some things out and then go to a contender. That seems about right for me. I, I, I can't, first of all, I don't know what Zach Grinky is thinking. He's thinks differently and no doubt about that, but I don't think he's got a no trade clause. I guess we could look that up Beavers if you want to, but um, even if he did, it would just, cause he would want to say over where he goes. Right. Yes. I think that, um, God, does he go back to Houston? Do they even need him? Like, Why not? Somewhere he's familiar with, I feel like where is where he'd want to go. I don't know if, he has enough control over that, but yeah, and I, I I don't know. We Zach Greinke, the the reason we're almost tiptoeing is because nobody knows kind of what's going on upstairs. He's 
a beautiful creature. I mean, he's played on a lot of teams. It's it's not like he was kind of this scared homebody. He talks about, I, I think he's openly said he's not like a New York City guy, but he played on the Dodgers for three years. <laughs> Milwaukee, Kansas City, my snakes, Houston. So, yeah, I'll, I'll put Zach Greinke on trade watch. I, I just think, you know, if you're Yankees or Mets and you start doing Greinke rumors, that's when uh, not that is not true. I don't see anything. And they, about they already a no traded trade. Carlos Santana, so. Play by Carlos Santana. They can move. Yeah, so that's it's the July AL. now, people. Let's go. Let's get these trades going. AL complete. Complete. All right. You know who's got the IL, baby. My people, let me tell you what happened. We kind of mentioned this already, but the Astros went into New York against the Mets in a two-gamer, and they swept them, and this one was all Astros. Astros starting pitchers went 16 shutout innings, 9-1 Astros, and then 2-0 Astros. Framber, eight shutty in game one. He went up against Cookie. Not a great start for him. Four and a third, six earned runs. A lot of it happened in the first. Bregan with the RBI single and Tucker, Abe Lincoln, look-alike, three-run homer. Uh, Alvarez and Gurriel added homers in that one as well. A Verlander, eight shutty. Uh, Taiwan, our guy, uh, matched him. Seven and a third shutout innings. Lots of nice defense in this game. Uh, Castro had to go ahead, two-run homer in the ninth. It was his first homer of the season. Guys, even after that, he's got a 13 OPS plus. A 13. That's not what you want. So uh, Astros go on and sweep. They do the damn thing. We've been talking about how good they've been. Moving on, the Brewers, my team, my World Series victors, go down to Tampa Bay, and they sweep a two-game set. 5-3, 5-3. Is that showing good fortitude, Jake? It's sort of like fortitude, right? Nope. Woodruff comes back from the IL. Five innings pitched, 10 Ks, no walks. He hit 99 point something. Uh, he's healthy again. McCutcheon with the go-ahead two-run homer in the six. Urias also hits one uh, in that inning. Both absolute hangers. Uh, Rays threatened a little bit. They get it to 5-3, but guess what? The bad man. Josh Hader comes in and puts them to sleep night and night. Rays game two. Again, five to three. There were some openers, but it was more the Rowdy Telez show. Taylor Walls got the scoring going with the bloop two-run double off the glove and right field for the lead in the fourth. Well, I guess Telez had the solo shot in the second. Uh, Urias with the go-ahead homer in the fifth, and Wander ties it up with a double down the line in the bottom half of that inning. But then Rowdy goes catwalk, baby. Puts him up in the eighth. Peterson with an insurance homer in the ninth, and Hader does it again. This time he had a few base runners, but still gets the job done. A um, couple notes there. Hauser is being placed on the IL, and Ashby, though, will return tomorrow. We'll talk about Glass a little bit. Um, he threw his first bullpen since undergoing TJ last August. And the last series, Tigers in San Francisco, the series is split. 4-3 Giants in Game 1, 3-2 Tigers in Game 2. Longo, my guy, in game one. Two hits. He had a two-run single in the first. Yaz makes it two or makes it four-nothing with a two-run single into center. And then, you know, the Tigers fight back. Miggy sweeps one down the first baseline. Candelario, some Castro get RBIs. Uh, but then Doval, your guy, Jake, comes in, slams the door. Uh, game two, Longo does it again. Solo shot. Oppo in San Francisco for Daddy Longo. Let's go. You know, that puts lead in my pencil, Jake. 
Uh, another crazy little play. Baez gets hit with Longo's bat that he breaks. Like, Longo's all over this. Uh, Yaz gets the Giants within one, but then Gregory Soto uh, finishes off the game, and the Tigers get the split, and that's kind of what happened in the... Easy day for me. We do not need to do any standings lookups here, James, because you already did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Two sweeps. Two uh two sweeps and a split. Two two gamers. Boring. Three two gamers. Yeah. Verlander's so good. Yeah, no, I mean, we talked about at length about how good the Astros are. You know, a lot of it has to do with their starting pitching who showed out in this one. Um, Verlander's another one of those guys like Wainwright. Like, how do you keep doing it, dude? Like, how do you keep doing this? Framber's been a guy. Uh, yeah, the Castro. How, how crazy is that? And I talked to C. Rose a little bit, guys, about, um, about the Astros and the catching position. Because if you look – at what's going on there, you got Martin Maldonado, and I know a lot of the guys like to throw to him, and he's a good, you know, catcher, game caller, whatever. 36 OPS plus on the year. He's hitting 141. He's got a 210 on base percentage. Jason Castro, 13 OPS plus. He's hitting 115 with a 205 on base percentage. At what point do you start to value a little bit of offense behind the plate? Like I know they I guess they necessarily don't need it because they got other bangers in the lineup. But if you're looking for an upgrade somewhere for this team, that's one spot that you can say, well, Wilson Contreras kind of fits that spot, kind of fits that team, like the vibe. Uh, I don't know, man. Do you guys think that that's a move that they could make? No. They, they love Maldonado. They, they yeah. do, and it works, man. Uh, you know, it's they don't mess with the recipe. And they love Maldonado. I, I guess for a little bit it drove me nuts that center field they kind of haven't taken to Astros level, and that's not a shot fired at Jake Myers and Chaz McCormick, and, hey, maybe one of those kids uh, gets it going. I think whatever their numbers and analytics and everything tells them is that catcher and center field, you can, if you get defense from there and everybody else does your thing, it's going to work out. And it has worked out for them. So, um uh, maybe still center field. Like, let's let me not pretend they're not too far away from George Springer. But I, I think of these Astros teams, and I think of Machete Maldonado behind the plate. They love him. Who, who? I, I do too. I'm just saying. Like, if you look at the offensive numbers, they are they're atrocious, bro. Like, this isn't even like, hey, like we can live with this. It's serviceable. It's like, no, they you really can't live with that. You're just banking on everybody else in the lineup providing enough offense that you can overlook this. Like, this is. This might be all-time bad doing for now, though. two catchers. That's what teams are doing now. It's, uh... um, yeah, so, you know, Mets, don't feel too bad. The Astros are an absolute juggernaut. Uh, feel a little bad because the Braves are coming. Who who did you say had a 13 OPS plus? Castro, the, the Jason Castro. catcher. Which, by the way, his his home run was pretty cool. The The dugout went nuts. Uh, which which that's always cool, um, and yeah, dude, like he's a part of this Astros team too. I so know, like I'm... I know they got their guys behind the plate. Uh, the Mets only run. This is a nice little tidbit. The only run in this in these two games 
was a James McCann RBI walk in the ninth inning of the game one blowout. So tough two games. It's two games though, right? Don't worry about that. If we're talking Wilson Contreras, I think we're talking about uh, the other team in that series and not Houston. He fits a lot of places. Yeah, he sure does. does. Um, I guess we can move on. Brewers, fi- like the Braves of the NL, they're finding ways to win. They still have not got me my offensive upgrade that it has been promised. They just said, hey, Rowdy's going to do it for you. Um, I think the main thing in this series is Woodruff coming back and looking as good uh, as he's looked. I think I saw a stat. He hit like 99.6 on the gun. It's the fastest pitch he's ever thrown. So you got to feel pretty good if your guy comes off the IL. You're always a little worried, like, you know, how's he going to look? Ah, 10Ks, no walks, and I throw the hardest pitch in my career. That is nice right there. And you get the offensive, you know, you get some homers, like Urias is kind of like showing up a little bit. McCutcheon hits the hanger. They don't need to score a lot of runs. We know that, but I think, you know, that we're still – we're still waiting on the move. Okay. I, I keep saying that they still need to do that because you give the pitchers a break a little bit. My goodness. Tampa loses their 15 games back now. And did they play yesterday? I don't think they did. Did they start their Toronto series or five and five games in four days? Yeah. They've four more with Toronto coming up. Okay. What did they do yesterday? It cut out. Oh, I don't I don't know. I just saw their upcoming schedule. They lost. There you go. They lost. Man, I think Tampa's gonna bury themselves. Trying to tell you. I just looking at it, they have the least innings pitched from a starting pitcher. We know that. They have like the most innings pitched by relievers, but with all their injuries, I don't think they can be doing that anymore. You know, you lose a starting pitcher, you lose X amount of innings, and then you replace it with a starting pitcher that might be less than. You lose relievers. They got, and did they blow both these games in the bullpen or late runs both times? Uh, The Brewers were kind of scoring uh, all throughout, you know. So I think if you look at Tampa. But tied, tied going into the eighth. Game two. Yeah. How, how many guys do you think they actually consider starters on that team? Like most guys aren't like typical starters. You have McClanahan, maybe Boz. Right, right you know. now they're right now they're fan graphs list three starting pitchers: McClanahan, Boz, and Kluber. Oh, and Kluber, yeah. So like they they just approach the game so differently with their pitchers. And and Jake, you did say at the beginning of the year that it's going to catch up to them. I said that last year, did not catch up with them last year. But I believe last year they were actually pretty normal. Yeah, they had, who they have, Glassnell, Yarby. They had had Waka, Yarby, um, Mac. I remember remember halfway through we were like, the Rays have the most inning, they had a lot of innings pitched by the starters last year. This year they have like none. And I... Again, like I, I still think that's not the Rays' problem, man. They don't hit. Uh, they're bottom five in pretty much every hitting category, and they're kind of top five in every pitching category. The Rays find a way to get outs. I, I understand there's an argument that it's not sustainable throughout a season or potentially the postseason, although we've seen it get them to the postseason. Their hitting's dreadful. 
Yes, but they used to win all the close games because they had the relievers. But I just think the crew they have, they can't rely on every single one every night. A lot of people in the chat yelling at me about Yelly going off and their offenses looked good. I get it. That can happen for a few games, a week, whatever it is. If you're looking at me through this camera that I'm using and thinking that your offense is, like, fixed, it ain't. You need more. Yelly needs to keep going. McCutcheon needs to keep going, and then you need to add. And Rowdy just be in there, too, you freaking stud. Off the catwalk. Got to love that for him. Then uh, I guess we'll move on. Um, Hater, sorry about it, two saves. Mm. Tigers at Giants. Um, Did you guys see? I mean, it's kind of a – it's a fun series, but I I thought the Longo back crack, Javi Baez, like, it actually mess with the play. A lot of times you see those bats fly off and like it's close, but they don't mess with the play. Like he like avoided it, but then stepped on it. It's pretty cool. I don't know. I don't know why I like that so much. Kind of into it. Not to gang up with you on the chat, Trev. I just looked it up because I was interested. Last 14 days, Milwaukee leads all MLB in a team OPS. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's not sustainable. I didn't realize that they were going that off. They need they need more, dude. Like it's just the bottom line. There's still a lot of games to be played. Hopefully, hopefully Yelich, you know, he has been looking really good. That's that is yeah. probably like the best thing you can hope for as a Brewers fan. Like I mean, 14 days. Colorado's up there too. Hey, schedule yeah. watch. Brewers are going Pittsburgh, Chicago Cubs, and Pittsburgh. Don't get hot again, Milwaukee. Do it. Do it though. Longo goes off for the Giants, you know, a nice little series. Then there was an article uh, he's talking. This might be his last year. I uh, hope not. We love Longo. He's like, he is the guy that you want to be. If you're an infielder, his career, like the way he works, everything. Um, Love you, Longo. You know, I'm going to give more shout out to Longo than everybody else. That's basically it guys. Let's get into it. And give out some standout standout performances. Standout performances. Standout performances are brought to you by our Warehouse Game YouTube channel. Big game for Jimmer Fredette tonight. If you're listening on Friday, a do-or-die game against Jack Doyle from We Got Ice. Winner goes on to the championship game. And our whole one-on-one league, the championship is next week. Three games in three days. Go check that out. Uh, Warehouse Games. And then... There's some more big stuff coming up there later this month, so get excited. Um, should I do mm. my standout? Yeah, get us off. You guys know I'm a Vanderbilt man, uh, in a way, and I'm going to a Vandy man. I'm going to our guy, Brian Reynolds, who puts up a three-ding-dong homer day uh, to lead his merry band of Pirates. Uh, he, A, has been a topic of conversation for a while. A lot of trade rumors this offseason. We're like, I don't know, there's a lot of years. Seems like he's pretty good. Uh, it was the only game they won that series. They won by one run. Uh, they won 8-7. to seven. Again, three homers. He had six RBI. Uh, so that's pretty impactful in winning that game. He had a slow start to the season. It, it kind of... It didn't get going for him for a little bit. Then on June 9th, if I'm going to butter knife a little bit, uh, the past 22 games, 
He's been one dot in 358, 400 OBP, seven homers, two triples, uh, does a little bit of everything. And again, that those kind of contributions from the center field position don't really exist or slash Trout and Judge are now changing the game. But Brian Reynolds, he's a beast. I don't think he's on your trade deadline watch because he's a really good young player under control. And Pirates got a little bit of juice. It's not winning juice, but it's it's fun baseball with him, O'Neill Cruz. Um, so, Vandy men, stay Vandy man. What kind of juice is it? Um, you If know you what? had to name the juice the Pirates are drinking right now. F- flappy. Apple juice? It's flappy. Okay. It's not getting the you diet, wins, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Sure. John, you got a standout? Nice award. Chad Cool. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. Complete game. Shutout. Against the Dodgers in Colorado. A lot of times when I look at the potential standout performance list, I just make sure I go see who do they do it against. And a lot of times... It's the likely suspects, the Tigers, the Royals, the Nats. You're like, eh, I don't want to give him a standout. Just beating up on these guys. And then I looked at Chad Cool, and I I heard about it anyway, or saw it anyway. It's like the Dodgers in Colorado. That's impressive. He faced the minimum through six with the help of a ground ball double play and then ends up facing 29 batters. That's actually how I sorted it. Uh, was to see who faced the most batters with the least amount of hits. And he won this week. Three hits. I think he faced 29 batters. Chad Cool. He was only the third. And in your standards there, I think he was only the third shutout in Coors Field history with uh, three base runners or left allowed. Something crazy like it's only the 17th complete game in Rockies history. And I don't think the Dodgers have been shut out by a pitcher since 2016. So Chad Cool, who, by the way, could be a little trade deadline guy. Ooh, yeah, he's having a good year. I think the stat was 27 individual pitchers have done it since the Rockies came into the league and was at 90, whatever the heck it was. Yeah. So pretty rare to do that there. So shout out, Chad, and cool last name. Whoops. I am going with, uh sandy and jerry blevins helped us out with this one again so more uh alcantara talk here nine innings pitched three runs only two of them earned he had only three k's uh two walks and it was the game where another time he's don madeline is walking out there to take him out he you know got into a little bit of trouble in ninth and sandy was like get your get out of here bro like just i got it i got it i got it that's what he said after the game uh, he's still on 115 in the third innings through 16 starts the most since Cueto and Kershaw in 2016. This is uh, the stat that James talk about your pencil and getting a little lead in it. He's got at least seven innings pitched in 10 straight starts. Mm. The most since Rick Porcello uh. in late 16, he has the second lowest ERA and which is one nine five in the NL throwing nearly 20 more innings pitch than anybody else. Sandy is an absolute gem uh, once with the Cardinals. And I'm believing that the Cardinals are going to regret this trade or already regret this one. They traded him a couple other guys and Zach gallon 
to the Marlins for Marcelo Zuna. So mm. Cardinals fans, I'm sorry. Sandy's turned into, you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Zach Gallon, not too shabby himself. And Marcelo Zuna played for you for two seasons and put up like a 107 and a 108 OPS plus. So Dude, sometimes awesome. the prospects work out mm. for the other team. His game log is, is the one of the cooler things. It was Musgrove's, but he unfortunately allowed six earned runs, which he bounced back all right. But it is now Sandy's game log. It's do you so like awesome? Do 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 we think he's pitching too much? Like, you think it'll affect him come the end of this the year? I'm, I'm I don't know, man. It seems like twenty more innings pitched than any other starter in the big leagues right now. I wouldn't go by innings. I would go by pitches because he's efficient. Most he's thrown is one seventeen. Uh, he's yeah. thrown. He's thrown over 110 only four times out of his 16 starts. He's thrown under 100 uh, six times. It never looks like he's laboring out there either. I guess that's kind of the thing. Easy. And that's the unknown. Like, how how's he feeling? Um, you, you'd like to see them mix in, you know, if they had a blowout win and he was on the bump, mix in an 85-pitch day for me. But otherwise, I mean, let him, let him be your horse. No way. Let him go get Jake the Cy Young. Storch in the chat says, not like he has to pitch in the postseason. Jeez. Exactly. Ooh. Let him go get his accolades. He's not pitching. He's already the got the deal, though. Also, Sandy, yeah, you already got your deal. That's Maybe true. that's what he's thinking. Like, screw it. He's pitching for a Cy Young. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with that. Recent guest on Toe in the Slab. Yes. Sandy... All right, how long are we? I feel like we've been super long. We are super long. Let's just skip Fuego and all that. All right. We filled it up with a ton of good info. People got their info. Unless you want to rip through it real quick, Jake. Can we just play the Dirt Nasties and Fuego sound clip and move on? Sure. Good week, Dirt Nasties on Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. To awards. Kelsey, bring us to awards. Awards. That's. I miss Kelsey. When are we going to see Kelsey? Is she coming to the All-Star game? Sure is. Mm -hmm. I will lead off awards. Awards are brought to you by Trevor's Penis in Magnum Condom Studio. Um, My first award struggled with a name, and it's going to be a roller coaster. Always is, right? Uh, Is it double or is it half? Um. Not to get a little meta on you guys. There's a lot of drama this week in baseball. Freddie, Casey, close. It's still ongoing. We don't know where we stand. We, we, don't, we don't have the receipts. Jeets does, probably. Um, and it was all about Frederick, and he really actually wanted to stay from Atlanta and was an offer hidden from him, blah, blah, blah. Who's caught in the shrapnel of this but my guy who's dating my daughter, Matt Olson? Tall, handsome. Uh, he got sent over to the Braves. He signed the big extension. Again, how that all ties into Freddie. Uh, in the words of Joe's McFly, if he was Matt Olson, he'd say, that's none of my business. Matt Olson, uh, he had kind of a mid-month for him. OPS was still in the, in the high sevens, but he's, he's an elite ball player. 
And something jumped out with me uh, with Matty Olson, And, you know, he elbowed Freddie the other day, starting shit, obviously. My guy, Matt Olson, he switched leagues, and that's always tough. You see a lot of new pitchers, and the more you see a pitcher, the more advantage the hitter gets and all that stuff, etc. His numbers are a, a tick down from where you'd, you'd want him to be on the season, but maybe that's first half adjusting to new teams, new stadiums, etc. like that. One thing was blowing my mind. Uh, Matt Olson, who has bowled uh, on his baseball reference three times, all games played, so we like that. Uh, and he's currently got that this year. He has a new bold category, and it's not what Matt Olson's known for. He has 31 doubles this year. Uh, Matt Olson's career high in doubles is 35. He's played 77 games, half a season. He's on pace for 60-plus doubles. Um, <laughs> I'm interested to see how the rest of this story develops. Uh, because, you know, my guy hit 39 ding-dongs last year. A couple of those doubles, I'm sure, are going to start turning into homers. But I was laughing, and that's where I landed on, is it double or is it half? Because he's hitting doubles, but I think he's normally hitting home runs. Kind of wild stuff. I, I think a couple more of those balls are going to start leaving the yard, and we'll see uh, Matty Olson's OPS and, and a couple other numbers start to climb. But I thought that was pretty wild. Matt, Matt Olson, who's, you know, got a good baseball sample size this year. It's a doubles fest, and he's, he's normally not that guy. So I think they'll start leaving the yard. He had a couple big games as, as this Freddy drama started to unfold. Uh, but a little love for my guy, Matty Olson, date my daughter. When you have a daughter, I'm just going to just – are you going to tell her that she has to date Matt Olson? Like – We'll see where he's at. We'll see where she's at, you know? All right. I always took it as more of a request, not a binding. Maybe she's going to be too hot for Matt Olson. It'll be probably 60 60 and she'll be like 23. I don't know. I don't know. know. Teddy Plouffe, date my daughter. That's what you should be saying, bro. Keep your son's filthy hands away (laughs) from my daughter. (laughs) <laughs> James uh, We think that's just juice balls No because he's got homers During the juice ball season Or the non-juice ball seasons Like You know last year he hit 39 He hit 29 in 2018 So uh, I don't know if it's just pure baseball gods Or uh, I'll, I'll ask Braves Nation To sound off in the comments oh, It's left center so he's got oh, yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten doubles this year. That would be homers at the Coliseum. At the Coliseum. Yep. Left center at the Coliseum bends in. And he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven over there that are doubles. But if they was at the Coliseum, it would be a homer. A little road home stuff there, too. Either way, just a ridiculous number. Well, I'm only looking at his home doubles. Um, you don't think the Coliseum being the reverse? Yeah. Don't think of it as having a short part. I had an award lined up. It was just like, I, I, and then I lost the tab. The AL East is so hard to pitch, dude. They see the most pitches and they walk the most. And it, I just feel like you always hear about how Red Sox and Yankees games take forever because there's so many pitches thrown. And I was like, why is it just those two teams? And it's still 
an AL East thing, which is weird to me. Why does one division value that or like do it so much better than everyone else? I lost the tab, so I don't have the info. But it was something about like So it's pitches that. seen by AL East teams. I was looking at like walk percentage and pitches seen and the 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 Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays, Blue Jays were all up there. And that's been like a storyline about most of the Yankees and the Red Sox forever is that they take a lot of pitches, they make you they work the count, all that shit. I was like, why, why is, why is that a geography thing across many is it coaching veterans too? Do you think it's veteran rich the ALEs? Because that would be one explanation for it. You know, as you get older, you learn the strike zone better. You understand what seeing more pitches does for you. Could be that. Really good hitting teams in general, like the Yankees are always good at hitting. Fenway uh, also a lot of good hitting, and with the Jays where they're at, maybe there's something there. But a lot of a lot of stadiums where you can aim for homers and kind of wait for a pitch you can do real damage to. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Interested. All right. My award is the this, not that award. Now, a couple guys that I just want to quickly mention. This will be the this portion of this award. Uh, Andre Jimenez having a banger of a year need to see him in the all-star game. Cleveland fans always want us to talk more about him. 355 OBP, 502 slugging, 858 OPS from your second baseman. Or is he playing shortstop right now? Second base. Doesn't matter. The guy's a stud. Talk about him. Ian Happ, not happy with us. He wasn't all JM team for June. Talk about Ian Happ and what he is doing there. Get him to the All-Star game. Two and a half war. He's got an 839 OPS. I call him nine-figure Ian for a reason. He's a stud. Also, Paul Goldschmidt. Has there ever been a guy putting up numbers like this that we just don't talk about enough? Leads the entire big leagues with a 342 batting average and a 424 on base. A lot of other bold going on there. 96 hits already. OPS plus of 200. Let's talk about those guys, this and not that, which being Rob Manfred trying to put out the fluff piece, which did not come away as a fluff piece. And I wonder if he regrets this because I don't know if you guys have read the article. I went through it and I was hoping that I would just get to see more. It was like Manfred trying to explain that he went to a baseball game with his dad and that shaped everything. He loves baseball, even though he never actually says in the article he loves baseball. He tries to imply that, but what he did, he did say a few things. I did touch on this on baseball today, but he wants to bring the game back to the way it was. I don't think people or young people in general want the game to go back to the way it was. We don't want the game to go back to the way it was in the seventies and the eighties. Like that's not what you should be thinking as a commissioner forward thinking rob that's what we need dude i had an extended rant on this on baseball today so go check that out what but aspects rob, of the game was he talking about and what is he mean talking about pace was? of play pace of play which is you know his mo we get that he, that's what he's saying like guys got into the box they got back on and i agree the pitch clock is going to be good for the game but let's like that's not going to get the younger audience in. And that's all they care about is, is trying to get the younger audience. Hey, how about you ask us 
We know how to hit that demographic. Mm -hmm. And I can give you a bunch of reasons and, and ways to do it. You are not putting the game in front of the kids' faces like the way the NFL and the NBA do, okay? Like, lots of stuff going on. I don't want to hear about Rob Banford anymore. We heard enough about you in the two lockouts that happened in the last two years. We're over that, dude. Stop trying to write puff pieces on yourself. Like, let's just focus on the game of baseball and the players that are playing it and the teams that are good and the awesome fan bases. I don't want to hear the commissioner who, by the way, admitted publicly, even though we all know this, that he's just a – He's a protective piece for the owners. It's, it, he said, that's the job. And, and I said this earlier, that's not what I envision my commissioner. You're not just a layer protecting the owners. You should like be trying to make the game better. Have baseball be your number one priority, not protecting the owners for some bad PR. I don't know. Talk about this, not that. Here I am talking about him. Fuck. He, uh... Yeah, I was saw July first on the calendar today, and I was like, "Damn, like how far we've come from lockout, <laughs> like to to now is pretty insane." And I don't know. For me, it was all uh, water under the bridge when he got all the players those wireless headphones. So I'm I'm good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's going around parading around the clubhouse to clubhouse right now, trying to make amends, bro. You can't make amends. Nobody want. First of all. Meetings during the season suck. And then you put Rob Manfred in front of you and make you sit down in the clubhouse. What do you think the guys that are number one, they're either looking at him with like scorn or they're just like playing on their phones. Like what is this bro? A little too, a uh, little too little, too late. I have opinion. radical changes that I'd make to baseball that uh, everyone that listens to this show would hate me for that. I've, I've decided. Well, that's like the thing that he's come off as in, in this article. He's like, Oh, it's going to be on my tombstone, the guy that tinkered enough with the game before they finally threw him out. It's like, dude, like you're not you, you're not doing what you think you're badass. doing. Well, they just every single change they make is uh, revenue, and what I would want to do, they would never do because I'm cutting a lot of revenue. But and pace of play should be thrown out the window. I do agree with that, but balls in play should be the term that everyone acquire wants to do more. And that's why I like Theo Epstein saying change the strike zone to wider, not taller, not regulate the shift. Like I'm very excited, but I'd go to a hundred, I'd go to a 150 game season with a balanced schedule and with rigid midweek. So you'd so, so fans know when so they can build a routine out of it. And less with with less games, you get more off days. You get more stars playing, and the star pitchers playing, and the star, and you get stop getting these like punt day rest lineups where your bench player has to play, and then you get a shorter season so you can expand the playoffs a little more. But I just think you need to build into a weekly routine. But there's so much money I'm cutting from there right away, and I love baseball. It's like I want less games. I just think that if you really want people to be able to sink in. 162 four-hour games or three-and-a-half-hour games is fucking up. That's why, that's why Big the NFL, ask. That's why the NFL rules, man. Like, people, they own Sunday. They own a day of the week. I I mean, I like realignment. We've talked about that a little bit on this but show. But we're getting a lot more. of this stuff. Like, we're getting the, the shift, which I think is going to help, and we're getting a balanced schedule, and we're getting some of that stuff. And if Theo Epstein moves the strike zone, that would be great. But if they want the playoffs to be as big as they are, then they need to cut the regular season down. And there's a lot of wins that come with that. Just yeah. 
wouldn't it be cool if all the players played 148 games out of 150 again, like they used to? I would 100% be down for no Monday games. I think players would like love that too. It That's creates, what I'm saying. Like 154, have, I think you could still do that. You, could, you don't have to go down to 150. I think you do 154 and whatever it is, those Mondays off. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a set day off and you have a set like series and shit. Yeah. Cause who's watching Monday? Like nobody's watching Monday games. And like the, you know, football comes around. They have Monday night football. They kind of own that day too. It's like, a lot of things. Anyways, yeah, my whole point is like, Rob, bro, like stop trying to like make people like you, dude. Just if you if you consider yourself like your job is to just protect the owner, just go do that, bro. Like you don't have to be likable to do that. Clearly, you've, you've, you've shown that. I don't know. Two more teams coming soon. Yeah, I think that's a mistake. Do you think I should talk to Rob, like seek him out at the draft? Yeah. I think you guys would hit it off. We might. He's a seven handicap golfer, he said, which I call bullshit on that. Okay. Maybe you, maybe we'll pe- give some time for you guys to talk. What you don't know is you can just post any scores you want in your freaking, you know. So, yeah. and I don't know why you'd want to be a seven handicap. Then you'd golf with people like, you're not a seven handicap. That's the worst thing. Whatever. Sorry. That's it. Good golf award. Taiwan Walker, best friend of the week. Mm. 7.1, oh. no earned. Three Ks, four hits. How about you? Good stuff. What's next? Ready for it? The sheet's filled out, I am. Mm. The Stimulator Simulator bringing you into Friday Mm. and the weekend. All right. Oh! Once again, I don't like the way this is panning out. The Twins and the Guardians play the first wild card series. Division rivals meeting up in a best of three set. Cleveland. Yeah, makes sense. And then the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. In this, this says it would be in Boston, but I thought I read otherwise. I think as of today, it's in Boston. Toronto, okay. anyway. Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. So then it would be the Guardians versus the Astros. Astros. And the Yankees versus the Blue Jays. Yankees. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. On the other side, the Brewers and the Cardinals meet up. Brewers. In the wild card. Ooh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Go Brew Crew. The Dodgers are waiting and sitting and hoping the Padres and the Braves finish soon. Mm. They want to play. Who are they going to play? They're going to play the Braves. Dodgers, Braves in the DS. Mets, Brewers in the DS. Mets versus Brewers. Who wins? The Mets. Mm. And the oh. Dodgers and the Braves. The Braves. Wow. Braves, Mets. Wow. Yuck. Braves Mets in the championship series. Who's going to the World Series? The Braves. Run it back. Oh, back to back. Back to back. Back to back. Yankees Astros. The Astros. Mm. I didn't hear it. The Astros. 
Oh, yes. wow. Last week it was Yankees Braves. Now it's Astros Braves. Who wins the World Series? The Astros. Ooh. Wow. Astros get revenge. Oh, no. It's their second win in the simulator. Damn. I'd like it. I don't. Not a fan. Go Braves. Enjoy your fourth, everyone. No show on Monday, people. Tuesday. Tuesday, we gotcha.